I really need this nail polish stuff here on my desk. That's important to keep, so I'll put it right there. Look, no, desks should be messy. It's yeah. a shame that there's not an ashtray and cigarettes on there. This is a treasure that Ellie found in the thrift store once. She was like, oh, Mom, I found treasure. So I've kept it. What is that, a Parcheesi piece? Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? What is it from? Let's see. What do I have? I have this. I voted at some point. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I got my dead grandpa's camera. Aww. You don't have to say you're dead grandpa. Well. He's still your grandpa. Gives it more significance. Yeah, he's dead. I've got this thing that my therapist wrote on a napkin once for me. What? Why did she? What? She was just out and thought things. She says there are three trends to my personality. Modesty, independence, and uh, compliance. Compliance? Mm-hmm. I feel like the first two I understand. I don't understand how compliance is you. I think it was uh, what we are talking about earlier. Hmm. Is that I'm worried there's the putting weight into other people opinions. Like I'm not going to say something because that person could react in a way I don't want to deal with. Like it gives them a lot of power. Oh, it's interesting. It's kind of it's nice too that she was thinking about you while she was out and had to write it down. I have to find a napkin and write this down. Ask the bartender for a pen. Well, we've talked about how we'd be friends probably if we didn't have this dynamic. I picked this up because I was going to show you too. This is my grandma's. Dead grandma's? Dead grandma <laughs> tape measure. She died when I was five. I've had it forever and I love it. Yeah, see, it makes it all the more meaningful to me. I was like, that's my grandmother's. I saw her two days ago. Yeah, right. whatever. Who gives a shit? This is that thing that belonged to that person who's now dead, but they had a whole life. They had a whole yeah. life where they had a tape measure or they had a whole life where they used this camera. I mean, maybe they didn't use it constantly, but they used it. Mm-hmm. They've touched it. And now I have That's it. That's like that thing we talked about with coins, with pennies. Oh, yeah, oh, get, not getting rid of the old pennies. That was a thing I really, I was like, whoa. Okay, there's two things I think that have hit me like, whoa, this might, this, if I let this go, this will be a problem. One of them was the pennies thing where if it was a certain year, like I couldn't, I had to save it. What was I going to do with it? I don't know, but it's from 1962. It's amazing. How many things has it seen? How many people have touched it? And then the other thing is gambling. <laughs> How so? I love gambling. I love it. Oh, you I really love... do like it. Oh, man. I have made it a rule now that I only get the scratch-offs if we're traveling. And so, like, every stop, I'm like, scratch-offs. Oh, but there was a time where I was, like, really considering getting cash back at the grocery store, 20 bucks, and then putting it right back in that machine and getting a $20 one. Or being at the casino. Oh, yeah. I will. I love it. You know there's a casino here? Out in really? Queens near JFK. I've never been to it. Let's go. <laughs> you want to go to the casino? Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> I love it. There's one here uh, that's by a mall. <laughs> so dumb. But and, and then there's that big one that's in D.C. But, oh, yeah, it's my, like, secret little wish to just go there during the day. Like, nothing to do. Like, little pop. Like, hmm. I could go secretly go to that casino. <laughs> now, here's a conflict of interest that could come up. You could play the penny slots, which you really mm -hmm. don't even put pennies into anymore. But let's say right. you did. You're playing penny slots, and you had a penny from 1962. Yeah. And you either had to get rid of that penny or play the slot machine. <sighs> Dilemma. You know what? I think I would put luck onto the ones that I had saved. Like, then, I saved these specifically 
to help me win. Come on, 1962. All right, that's fair. So I have some pennies here. Uh huh. 2014. Nah. Out of here. You may as well just put in the trash. That was 2016. Yeah. 1989. Well, that's not bad. All right. Keep pile. Okay. 93. It's almost 30 years ago. Yeah. I wish you could step back from that land, nah. my friend. That's the first thing I thought of when I heard 1983. I don't even know if that was in. I think that was later. <laughs> Which seemed like a giant gap later. It was probably 1996. I bet that that song came out. But 93 to 96 for us. Mm-hmm. Like, Whoa. What a oh, yeah. huge time difference. Huge difference. Uh, 18, get out of here. I can already tell this is the one by the ugly back where they put the shield on it instead of. Mm-hmm. Oh, that shield. Yeah, what happened to. I like the old pennies because of the Lincoln Memorial. There's actually a little Lincoln sitting I in. I know, it. you can see him in there. What's he doing? <laughs> Let's just go through a few more. I want to see okay. the oldest one I can find. Oh, I wish I had change. 81. I have, whole, I have a whole bowl of change. Ellie calls me rich because I have a bowl of change. <laughs> She's like, because you're rich. There's an 81. I know. I, I have all 81's these. 81's not bad. It's not as good as the 60s ones. 77. That's a good one. <gasps> oh, that's a good one. It's been so many places. Yes. They put it. They, somebody was at a disco and called a cab. They put 10 cents in a in 76. A that's a good one, too. All right. That's enough. I have a wheat okay. penny somewhere. I don't even know if they're worth anything. Here's a 47. <gasps> Whoa. This Greg. is the wheat penny. Here you go. One cent, 47. You want this? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll put it aside for you. Okay. 47, wow. it's like World War II just ended. It just ended. I'll have to go through this whole glass I've got I here. know, I have a whole bowl I should go through. Who knows what's That's at the bottom? That's just our topic is our loose change. And uh, we just go through it and talk about what we see. Look, there's the little Lincoln. There he is. Why did they change that? Who knows? There's no reason. They should really just get rid of the penny at this point. Mm. Yes, nobody wants it. When I get change back I know. and there are pennies, I throw the pennies on the ground. I don't even bring them home anymore. I'll look at them. Same as yeah. you do. If it's an old one, I keep it. But most part, I just throw them on the ground. I always oh, hated sh- that Scrooge McDuck dove into the coins. That, that You wouldn't go in. You'd hit oh, your no, head. Oh, no, you would break. <laughs> neck is broken. Yeah. Life is like a... <laughs> it's the end. Yeah, the end. You can go swimming in coins. I mean, you jump but don't off. you love that idea? That, and then he spits them out of his mouth like it's water. <laughs> <laughs> I think even that vault filled with paper money, if it was compressed enough, you could get hurt. Oh, sure. And over time, right? It would just start to settle into sort of like a money cement. Yeah. Go diving into it. You'd have to have like an air system in there to keep it fluffy enough that you could land in it. Yeah, it just lifts from the bottom. That vault was very, very big. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't be able to float in the paper money. You'd sink to the bottom. You'd go straight to the bottom if it weren't too dense. Let's say we've gotten rid of that problem with our air system. Then you'd just go straight to the bottom. Yeah. And you'd be stuck there. Well, it would be like the balls, right? You wouldn't be able to get back up. No, think about a ball pit that's that deep. Yeah. You would sink to the bottom and you wouldn't be able to swim back up. There's no buoyancy in it. So you just be down there. He does float on the top, doesn't he? There's... When he spits that out? Or does he just come up to the surface? I don't, he's doing a stroke at some point, yeah. I recall. But uh, with the paper money in, there'd just be skeletons of all the people who jumped in <laughs> down there. they just starve to death. If you didn't suffocate first. No, you couldn't suffocate. There'd be the air system. All right, you're right. So the air system's there. So then a, a slower death. It's a test that mm-hmm. the 
rich person in town poses to the peasants. You can come swim in my money vault for one dollar a piece, mm-hmm. and if you can survive, you have the money. But then they all die. Grat, I'll let you swim in my money vault, and you can take anything. As if you can get out, then you can take as much money as you can carry. No one gets out. Exactly. What is this movie called that we're making? It's called Capitalism. <laughs> that's too much of a commentary. That's, that's the name of money the movie. Money Pit. Okay, fine. So you're going in a B film kind of way. Yeah. And I was just. What is go- yours? A respected film? Yeah, it's gonna be an I'm art house sorry. film. With the with the uh, uh, the the ivy like those things around the like you get for Sundance, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, what is that? Uh, the those awards. They're just they're just icons for okay. I've won an award. They're those yeah. things people make up all the time. Oh, they are. That just became the standard. I don't know where that if, like originally where that design came from. Maybe it was mm-hmm. one film festival. Obviously, it's the standard across the board now. That uh, this film has won awards, but I worked for that Gary Knoll guy who did awful documentaries about ozone therapy, which was going to a doctor and having ozone, the gas injected into your bloodstream because as antiseptic properties, it's air. You're putting a gas into your bloodstream, which can kill you if you don't do it properly and you shouldn't do it at all. And as we're filming this, the doctor says, don't get my face in this or anything or anything that can identify me because I'm actually just a podiatrist. It's like, what (gasps) the hell am I working on here? Anyway, this guy used to give himself awards and he'd put those things on his DVDs and just uh-huh. create some film festival that he won. And nobody mm-hmm. looks into it. Yeah, it's like saying you've graduated high school. No one's checking. He had a trophy case full of awards he won that he just bought. You can go to any. Yes. Wow. That seems like you're trying to fool yourself. Well, he was. To put uh, it in your own house. He was a narcissist. Yeah. The full blown. Like not the, the pop version of it, but like the real version. No, of it. the real thing. Mm-hmm. It was insane. That guy was absolutely insane. He was impossible to deal with. Mm-hmm. Nothing was ever right. He was completely vain. You'd, you'd do a shot with him and come back over and look at it. I got to watch that. Like that piece of hair is no good. You do like some. Look, I was like, you're paying me 40 bucks an hour, whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll continue to do this all day. But yeah. you're an idiot. You moron. No one <laughs> Who cares. Who is this again? This guy named Gary Knoll. Who is a big nutritionist. Yeah, this, he sounds familiar. But he turned into kind of a quack where he was an AIDS denialist. He didn't think HIV caused oh. AIDS, that uh, it was a creation by pharmaceutical companies. And he said you could cure cancer with coffee enemas. Oh. And uh, vaccinations cause autism was one of his things. I refused to work on that documentary. I would just work on the ones that potentially killed people like ozone therapy. But I was like, yeah, those people are choosing to be here. I used to... Fake name in the credits, Jake Mesmer. I didn't want my name. I didn't want my name in the credits. I do have one more coin thing that I like. Okay. In Robin Hood, mm-hmm. the Disney version, when he is playing with the coins and he like lifts them up because he's all pissed, right? Because he's taxing everybody and he has all this money now, but he's still mad. He's like holding the coins and he's lifting them up and dropping them back down into the pile. I always really liked that, and I would do that as a kid. Because of that movie. That's cool. People do that uh, with, you know, just chips at a gambling table. Too. Sure. Yeah. It's a, yeah, and it like, makes sense. Yeah, like but that. I wasn't doing that because I found it on my own. I was only doing it from that movie. Listen to this. That's the two quarters. That's awful. Listen to this. That's some weight. That's a real coin. That's two pounds That's from England. Nickel. It's a British pound. 
much oh, better, yeah. much better sounding than this weak chintzy shit. Yeah, sure. Get out of here with our coins. They stink. Yeah. Welcome to One Topic, where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. Autumn, your turn. Go for it. Topic. This week, uh, I really want to get uh, lots of views, lots of downloads, lots of eyeballs, unique visitors. <laughs> to <do> up. <laughs> Just resorting to the old bag of tricks, so that makes me think it's something sexual. That's right. So I want to talk about fetishes or kinks. Okay, I was going to ask if it was both, because a fetish, tell me, in its purest sense, is a thing that a person can't get off sexually without. Right. A kink can just be we're playing around, adding okay. some spice, mm. having some fun. Literal spice, maybe. So there is, yeah, it could be cinnamon is a big thing. You ever put, is it really? You ever put cinnamon on your genitals? <laughs> no, I haven't. And any, I mean, every once in a while, some gets there when I'm working with cinnamon, and then I go to the bathroom. And I don't know. Doing if it's a lot a thing. of cinnamon work. I don't. I don't know for sure if it's a thing, but I have to assume that somewhere it is. You know, I bet you it is because if you touch a mucous membrane with cinnamon on your fingers, I bet you it burns. Yeah, I've only ever done horseradish. Oh, you have. And wasabi. Sexually? Yeah, I go for the as spicy as possible in the mucous membranes. As a sexual thing? Yeah. Yeah. You stick like a... Cayenne pepper. Open, an open cayenne pepper up your butt. Habanero pepper. Ghost pepper. Like spicy butt. <laughs> put, put that ghost pepper right up my butt. That's for your lover. Your love... Yes. The person who goes in that butt loves spicy. <laughs> so you give them what they want. <laughs> You're very... Kind. That's very nice of you. Yeah, I had to grow into that. I haven't always been this kind. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> as I go along and I'm more open-minded as I grow older, sure. Yeah. Put all the hot stuff up me. Sure. It started out with just like one of those pickled jalapeno pieces, you know. And those are sometimes not very spicy. Yeah, I started with banana peppers. <gasps> oh, yeah. There's a difference, right? Some banana peppers are just no problemo. And then there are other ones that are pretty spicy. So it's like you can't, you don't really ever know. I'm sure there's a difference between the two, so you could know if you knew what you were getting. I mean, if you bought it in a jar. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is not the pepper show. Why not? <laughs> I've been pushing for that one, too, along with socks for quite a while now. Oh, yeah. Let's when talk, are we doing socks? Let's talk peps. Um, we'll do socks whenever. That's my topic. This okay. week was okay. your topic, which is fetish. Yes. And if I are you just doing it because you're trying to get a lot of downloads for the show? Because the breast show did, as I predicted, the I breast know. show turned out to be the most downloaded episode that we've ever done. Mm -hmm. No surprise. Uh, I don't think people got what they expected out of that episode. <laughs> Probably not. Which I am proud of because we had a full discussion on breasts that I thought was engaging and mm -hmm. in interesting in ways that weren't just. I think people just wanted to hear about your boobs. That's probably yeah. what they wanted to hear about. Well, not next week because it's your topic, but the next week after that is just my pussy. Bye-bye, <laughs> <laughs> Schweppes sponsorship. <laughs> we were maybe almost there. They said, let's listen to this next episode yeah. and see how that goes, and then we'll make oh, a decision. Were, they, we lost them when we started putting the peppers up the butt. No, no. I'm sure, the, I'm sure the top cat at... The Schweppes company likes putting stuff up his or her butt. Oh, man. So close. Those people always do. Their thresholds at Schweppes are 
razor thin. You never know. You know what the <laughs> right now it's lost. CEO is. <laughs> now it's finished. All right, I want to talk about my first fetish. Not my personal first fetish. Well, let's start with there. Do you have any fetishes? Okay, <clears throat> I don't have any fetishes, but I think some things could be, fall in the in the category of kink. Examples, I need them. Mm-hmm, again, um, I don't know, not really. Give the pervs listening to the show what they want. I mean, we all like a little, you know. Oh, oh, okay. So my something that I enjoy. I don't love being like the pusher, the dominant one. I prefer to be like. I feel like a lady. I feel like the most like a lady, like a sexy, like oh, it's it's happening to me. Not not that I'm not there for it. So you like being <laughs> helpless? Not not even helpless because I don't want to be like tied up or any of that. But, but just in I, general, it's a submissive role. Yes. That also, that also tends to go along with, uh, you know, gender roles. It's like, you're yes. the lady, just lie there. I'm a, bo- no, not Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the, I'm a bottom, I guess, is what my category, if I have to give myself a category, and that doesn't mean that it has to be that way necessarily, but I, I guess that's just my preference. Okay. Is that a kink? Uh, sure. I don't, I. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I can't say if it's a kink. It seems like a probably pretty common thing. Like it yeah. happens in the most boring of bedrooms. Right. Someone probably is leaning towards that. Right. And I'm not trying to be like, like I said, held down, like tied up, like totally helpless. I, I don't, I don't care about that. The most boring of bedrooms or rockin' of coves, which is what I sleep in. And it's a cove. <laughs> it's not really a bedroom. <laughs> I mean, there's an archway that goes into it. Yeah. Like, there's a door to close. Too, the ceiling's too high to be a cave. <laughs> what if it had stalactites hanging from the, the top? Would it be a cave? Oh. And dripping noises. <laughs> there's a bat. It's my fetish. <laughs> I can only get off if I'm fucking in a cave. That's right. There like, has to be a blind newt in there or it ain't happening for me. Yeah. I need the bat shit all over the place. Guano. Give it to me. <laughs> Spread it on my chest. Ugh. All right, so that's a that's not kink. That's that's a preference. Fetish. No, that's a oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, it's a it's it's just, it's just a preference, Otto. Oh, okay, sorry. No, I meant you have a preference. Yes, that would be a fetish. Okay. I don't know if it's one of the defined. They have a list of quite a few. Uh, defined. Wait, no, wait. What about yours? Do you have any? kinks or fetishes no not no you don't want to shove a foot in your mouth no i mean you want to rip someone's clothes off while they're smoking if (laughs) no (laughs) there's never been anything like that and uh when i've dated people who have a desire that falls along these lines i would always shut it down Hmm. which looking back it was not something that i it was just because I was scared, really. I was like, I, this person likes this thing, and mm-hmm. I have no idea how to do this thing. And I'm always on edge anyway. Like, I ride the train, and I think about everyone's bodies being filled with shit on the train. And right. if you know, if I go too far into thinking about something, it's gone. I'm lost forever. You just said the one time 
you know, walking up the subway stairs as you're staring at my butt. And you're thinking about me taking dumps. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about taking. I thought about poop coming out of your butthole for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Another time. Every, every single time I walk up subway stairs now, mm-hmm. you've, I can't not think about that. So I'm that's, sorry. that's the way my brain works. So there's a fear in me. The first one is not being able to deliver the way the person wants me to deliver on it, which is fine because I don't know any reasonable person who had something they wanted would expect you to know how to do it unless you've done it before. So they probably work with you mm-hmm. and that would be okay. And then two, it's, yeah, this fear that I'm going to drift off into some point of no return where I could never come back. And I would just think like if it's butt play, There's so much talk about butts already, but yeah, it's like, I mean, I would be... I guess. Is that what someone has asked you for before? There have been, yeah, times, things like that. Yeah. Is it in the middle of everything that they're asking for it, or is it discussed beforehand? Like, hey, I'm into butt stuff. How about you? Not not in the middle, but things have come up in the past. And then I had to dismiss it because I was unable to sit, right. un- unable to sit with my uh, discomfort of it, and I probably made the person feel embarrassed about it. Not on purpose. But Do you was- remember how you handled it? Why like, would you, you want to do No, that's so disgusting. <laughs> it's probably the way it played out. Yeah. <clears throat> What's wrong with you? Cruel. I mean, it wasn't that mean, but I'm. It probably had the same effect. Oh. It wasn't a complete berating of the person, but. Yeah. So to answer your question, no, not I. There's nothing specific that's come my way that I, I need to have that. That's out of the ordinary. I don't think. Right. I've been presented with some options but stuff comes to mind mm-hmm. um oh <laughs> a finger in uh the other person yeah they're a little butt. <laughs> yeah have you followed through no i no you know i i i didn't say it wasn't it wasn't um no i try i wanted to like do it for the person because I wanted them to enjoy something, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> also, um, uh, someone asked me to, um, put blue eyeshadow on and red lipstick. I didn't do that either. <laughs> Why not? Too- that one seems easy enough to do. No, I just see like, I don't like, just like, I don't like role playing because it feels so silly it, it, I, I'm exactly there with you on that yeah like spanking for example I could oh. never do that I would just laugh I think this is ridiculous oh you mean like over your knee naughty girl I don't even know if that even if it's just you know in the middle of having sex oh like hey no spank me no no mm. I'll just end up laughing this is goofy I can't get into it that way sure. i'm sorry that i can't do that i'm not judging you for it but i just like <laughs> yeah. you want me to laugh like it's it's hard enough if i am into the person that i enjoy having sex whatever that entails mm-hmm. but uh if you take me out of that mindset the whole thing falls apart right and you know if there was something that came about using a substance uh what was i reading there was some weird uh sexual fetish Sploshing, sploshing, where you just splosh your partner in something, whipped cream or baby oil or body paint. Yep. And if it was at the other person's house, I'd say, sure, (laughs) because you get to clean up that mess. You're not doing that in my bed. 
That's not happening here. Well, I don't think stuff like that happens in a bed. Well, wherever it happens, yeah. it's not going to be my personal space where there's no. a mess for me to clean up after the fact. Uh, <laughs> I feel like a little a little spanking is within is is not the same category as sploshing. No, they're different things. Yeah. I wasn't trying to draw a comparison. I was just okay. talking about how I could be pulled out of the moment. I, and the moment I think about having to clean this mess up in my room. Oh, right. You're like, like oh. you know, maybe maybe you're into it just like you're trying to be into it or you're what you're attempting. And then all you're thinking about is like, oh, what is that? Yeah, isn't it? Don't you think it's enough of the syrup? I'm gonna get this peanut butter out of the rug. Yeah, isn't that enough of the syrup? Can can we stop that now? No, I don't think we we don't need more. This ranch is starting to curdle because <laughs> of our body heat. That's the only way I like it. I won't use the milk until it's already curdled. Ooh, chunky milk. Mm. <laughs> um, there was also once where okay, so uh, a little bit of like wanting to tie me up. And I did not really want to do that. And then things were like intense and was happening. And then he kind of was kind of tying me up. And I was like trying to go for it. I was just like, yeah, I don't know. It's embarrassing now. But (laughs) no, look, you got to put it out there. You want to talk about this stuff. Yeah, Um, I guess that was his kind of kink was that he was into that sort of helpless, helpless, helpless. And I wasn't I didn't want to be helpless. And in saying that to you, like, so you have to talk about it. I mean, if you really didn't want to, you wouldn't no, have I know. to. I'm just curious as to why you're getting embarrassed about it. Because I tried to play along and I even was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Because you're just a goofy person. So those kind of yeah. things, you can't get lost in no. the, that realm. So it just. Because it's not real to me. You know what I mean? Like that's getting sexy is about being like your most real. There's nothing else happening outside. It's like your outside of your brain shuts off and it's only like the, you know, reptilian brain. You're not present. And that's how, and and I think you have to be more present to be like, I'm a schoolgirl, you know? And I don't, I can't, I can't get into it if I'm pretending, if I'm using the outside of my brain to be creative. You feel that way. I feel like to be more present in the moment would lead to just, I'm really into this with this person. And I know that you let go a bit, but uh, I would have to let go in order to get into some kind of role playing or someone else's fantasy. Because being present would mean I'm very aware of the situation and how it's just this kind of ridiculous thing that's happening. Yeah. this is just neurosis. This is what this is. This is the way this plays out. If someone wants to tie you up, if you don't want to be tied up, that should be the end of it. If that's something a person likes, then just say, that's, this, isn't, this is done. This won't work. Yeah. And go find someone else who's into it. I don't, I don't see the need to try to force that onto someone. No. So while you're in the middle of it, try. you gave it a go. Yeah. That's the most you could do. That's, yeah, that's, you, you try. What was the uh, mechanism of tying? I don't even know. Something on the floor. Barbed wire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got the razor wire. Life. The more you try to struggle and escape, the more it's going to cut you. It's like, oh, this is just a fetish of yours, huh? Yeah. Just a yeah. game. Just a little game that I'm playing. Yep. <laughs> uh, I have a 
A vault full of money. And then, after you try to escape, I have to give you a tetanus shot. And that's <laughs> that's what part put, of it. It's all part of it. That's what puts me over the edge, because then yep. I'm your savior. Taking you to the, you know, the minute clinic is part of my <laughs> fetish. Well, I just thought they Buying had... you antiseptic is I, part of it. I just figured they have all that on hand in a drawer. Oh, like, no, no, no. Or like it's, that it's, room. There's a whole thing. There's a room, like uh, the room uh, in that movie, that the Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, there's the... Yeah. There's the doctor's room. It's got all the, it's got the shot. It's got the Neosporin. There's got, a nurse on hand. It's got the band-aids. Yeah. She, he pays that for that nurse. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just always on duty. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, you just live here. I'm so rich that you will never leave. Nope. You never know when you're going to meet someone who needs a tetanus shot after you've tied them up with barbed wire. So what are your feelings on that? Someone who would be into, I mean, obviously that's, extreme what we're talking about but uh no because i saw that there was a survey or i know it was a survey it was a study so it was a little more official than a survey done in the journal of sexual medicine that said people who partake in bdsm might actually be emotionally healthier than people who just have boring sex constantly Hmm. because they could better communicate there's less neurosis they're more open to one another, better able to communicate their needs and sensitive to the needs of their partner. Sure, that makes sense. Except for when you use it to avoid all the other normal stuff. Yes, so the the breaking away of true intimacy by using, in order to, to use the BDSM, that's the problem. I mean, yeah, you're right, they they are more willing to talk about what they like, what they don't like, what they want, how, you know, that that's great. But also in order to have your orgasm with this person, they need to be hitting you with something like, well, if it's imposing some kind (laughs) of negative feeling or actual physical pain on the person, unless the person wants the physical pain, that's what they want. That's what BDSM is. Yeah, okay then. If well, both, not B, if, right? That's just bondage. If both people want it. I'm not putting a judgment on it. I'm saying, though, it is a breaking away from intimacy to to, to sort of, I think, to have a fetish like that. Right? I'm just trying to think if there's a different kind of intimacy. Are they having straight square sex together or are they always having to be like, and now I'm choking you or now I'm, now you're in my control because I have a collar on you and I'm yanking the leash. Well, I think if it's just that kind of sex, then maybe you're skirting intimacy, but maybe a different kind of intimacy emerges that I can't comprehend at this point. The intimacy of like a sitting across a table and there's telling certain, each other what you want. There's a, yeah, and there's certainly an intimacy of trust that comes yeah. into play. Mhm. Okay. Okay, then I'm I'm now I get it. But I do think that it could clearly be an avoidance of actual intimacy. Yeah. Like the way I like to have sex, which is no blinking, staring <laughs> constantly into the other person's eyes. And if they break away? If they blink, over. I can't I can't finish. Yeah, you're like, oh, no, you're a human who has to blink. Stop blinking. Dry those eyes out. I want to see them start to shrivel. And once they start to shrivel, then this will be over. (laughs) Then it's over. And then I take you to my secret room where I've got a big stash of clear eyes. Oh, 
It's the best. After you know, after you've shriveled your eyeballs at staring at sexy Greg, and then you get the clear eye, you get that saline solution to moisturize, br- plump up your eyeball. It's no greater feeling. <laughs> I have a secret room dedicated to that. <laughs> In your tiny apartment. Your apartment's actually huge, but there's a secret wall that's your sex room. Yeah. The sex square footage. Yeah, it opens up to, square footage. <laughs> it opens up to an additional twenty five hundred square feet. Yep. Nobody you knows the about apartment next door. <laughs> Welcome. All right. I want to talk about age play. Oh, I thought you were gonna talk about actual fetishes, meaning uh an inanimate object worshipped for its believed magical powers. I thought we were gonna transition into that. Oh, well we can. No, I have nothing to say about that. I ass- are you talking about like loving the Eiffel Tower or something? No, or it's 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 more mystical. Or that than lady that. who loves her um bow and her bow and arrow. I that could that can be a form of it, yes. Okay. There is a form of but that still falls into the sexual realm okay. in a way when a person's in love with an inanimate object. Mm-hmm. This was more mystical, like charms and amulets and stuff like that. There are two kind of fetishes sexual and then this kind i mean there is the object fetishism right which falls in between the two but that seems to be classified mostly with sexual i just wanted to bring that up you're saying that there's a two kinds of fetish one sexual and one not yeah the other one is a worship of an fetish what's that i mean sexual then huh only sexual yeah i know because anybody can fetishize something if it's not if we're taking the sexual out of it like I fetish my fetishize my TV. I love it. <laughs> I love watching it. I didn't really want to transition, for the record, into the okay. inanimate object that serves magical powers for certain people. I just thought that was a weird thing. It and is weird. That's all. I, I feel like the, the type of person it. who's into that has one of those pewter wizards that's holding. Could be but, if you believe that it has magical powers. Yeah. And is the source of these then that's what entails that other fetishism but you wanted to talk about age play yes what is age play you're asking me i want you to tell me what it is i know what it is i'm asking you this is a test if no, i had I want to see what you think it is if i had to guess with age play people are pretending to be ages that they're not sure. and i hope that it doesn't i know baby and diaper and stuff like that is a big thing mm-hmm. amongst people and some people and maybe that falls into it, but it could also be like, oh, you just turned of age, and I'm the 60-year-old rich man who swims in his money. He's <laughs> also a duck. Yeah. So come on. <laughs> come on over. Come uh, get this corkscrew. I've been waiting. I've had my eye on you, and now that's your birthday, I'm going to show up, and you've never met me, and you're not going to question why you I know, know it's your birthday and why I know your age. You know, I think that that's role play. I don't think that that's age play. Oh, where is the line? Well, tell me. What's the uh, what's the official age play definition? It can be as simple as people call it, like calling each other daddy, you know, or mommy or baby. No. No. It can be the extreme like you're talking about where it's like mother, baby scenarios, diapering, all of that. But I think that the... The majority of age play is just like, oh, daddy, you know, stuff like that. I'm sitting back from my microphone for this because <laughs> I said, if there's one thing that would immediately 
Just ruin it. That would be mm-hmm. it. Everything we've talked about so far, I think maybe I could get a few minutes into <laughs> this snap of a finger. Someone calls daddy. me daddy. Done. What? No. 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 And I don't understand that dynamic. Because the dynamic is you're the dad. You're the father figure. Maybe an authority figure, but I feel like that falls into a different realm. There's a different dynamic. and I... because, But think about the porn that's out there. A lot of people like that family stuff. Yeah, that has moved. Naughty daughter, you know, caught. Blech. I don't know why. That is the top search right now on a lot of these porn sites. And it mm-hmm. moved from stepbrother and stepsister and stepparent into just straight up incest. They don't yeah. even just, yep, that's just my dad. Or that's just my brother. Yeah. And people are eating this up. Because it's taboo, right? It's not, people don't want to have sex with their daughters. People don't want to have sex with their dads. It's this sort of, you're doing something wrong, right? Yeah, but there's plenty of other taboo that you could fall into. I I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, if it's the top search, I, I do doubt that most people mm-hmm. are thinking about having sex with their blood relatives. But I still don't know what the interest in it is. Mm-hmm. What is luring people to that? Well, if we really want to get into it, it might have something to do with the rate of inappropriate sexual contact between siblings at a young age because of maybe some molestation. I'm not saying that that's every scenario, every uh, situation for everyone, but who might be into that. But I mean, people, things that happen in your life when you're young like that, that are too intense for what you're ready for oftentimes gets replayed over and over and over and over in your life because you're trying to master something where you felt out of control so it would make sense that maybe this is interesting for people if that's where they're coming from. Yeah, but with the the number of people who are into it, I just can't believe that there's that many yeah. who had this experience. I mean, fetishes in general seem to come from a lot of the times uh, whatever your first sexual experience was. So if there was a woman in stockings, then that becomes a thing. Or you can train a person like Pavlov's dog. You can put pictures of naked women up with boots or something that's not even sexual, like trees. And over time, there's um, a connection that's formed. But, you know, I think what they have found mostly is if something happens on the first time you have sex, that that sets you up for fetishizing things. And it can go from there. You form new ones. Sure. But this one I don't understand still. The I don't I don't get it. All right, let's move on to another one. Why don't it's like why is people why the you know when it's Hispanic people and like mommy and pop it's like no Mm -hmm. stop. I mommy. It's not I don't. Okay, move on. All right, because I'm at a loss of words. I can't articulate it any more than that, and I'm sure there's a reason for it. Yeah. I just it's just something makes me want to sit back from my microphone. Yeah, it makes you uncomfortable. Yes. Maybe that's healthy. <laughs> no, someone would say, well, what are you scared of? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is not the truth. No. No. Well, all right. Maybe I am scared of someone having sex with their dad, and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I want to talk about cuckolding. Okay. Um, cuckolding, 
is uh, people know what this is already um when one, the husband is turned on by not only the wife or the partner or whatever having sex with someone else but also in a way that humiliates the man and what's your question for me would i be into that why are you into that now <laughs> um well, yeah what is what um humiliation is a thing on its own right i really think all the stuff that happened with louis ck he didn't go about it the right way but the masturbating in front of women without them touching um it's got to be a form of humiliation and maybe not some people can see it as a power thing maybe that but for me it's like he seems like the kind of person that's not into power he seems like the kind of person who's into humiliation. Yeah, and that's why I believe that, but I don't know him for sure, but that's the way I perceived it. Yeah. Uh, again, just because you asked and the person said yes, maybe they thought you were joking because it's such an odd request, or maybe they thought, okay, I have to do this because this person can help me. Whatever that was, we don't need to talk about that here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's a thing where you're very vulnerable. Other people are watching you. Sex is vulnerable in its own right. But when it's all said and done, you both are in it together. And like, oh, well, we both did this thing. And right. now if I'm feeling vulnerable, at least the other person probably is too. But this is, I just did that. You sat there. And this is something I normally do on my own and is embarrassing if I'm caught. So maybe he is trying to master that by saying like, I'll do it in front of you. But in now in a way, he's fetishized the humiliation. Yes. So we transfer this over to cuckolding. Mm -hmm. and I, I mean what would be stirred if you're watching your spouse have sex with someone else feelings of jealousy does that come about is that something to spark your interest again but no because that that I think is a is a power thing where you get to be jealous and I don't think the person who is being cuckolded wants to feel that I think they want to feel like Oh, I don't give her enough. I'm not good enough. Look at her being this way with him. He's giving her what I can't, and I like that. That makes sense. But it doesn't make sense sexually to me. That doesn't. I'm not like, yeah, that sounds interesting. I love being humiliated. <laughs> I'm looking up people's reasons for it right now. This person says they want to fantasize that she and the man she is with are lovers. So I want her to moan as loud as she does for me, kiss him deep and desperately, and know what she looks like from a distance while she's making love to me. So it sounds like this person is just using a stand-in for himself so he can Voyeur. get some distance and watch. That sounds like voyeurism and not really cuckolding. Without any real good reason, the thought of her uh, going down on another man... All right, he's getting really graphic with this, and I know it's a uh -oh. podcast, but I'd rather not. <laughs> this is what this guy's into is <laughs> writing this down. Yeah, I don't. Okay. If you're in a jealous and healthy relationship, you look at your significant other like an object. They are yours. So if anyone were to ever touch them, they'd be laying their hands on your stuff, and you'd naturally be angry, possessive, and self-centered. When you meet the one, you realize it's not about them being yours, but rather about them being true and faithful to you. Uh, that isn't about owning them. It's about owning life's journey together. I think that's all healthy stuff except for the fact that uh, you're okay with. I mean, if it's an arrangement. Yeah. Sure. If, if I, I don't know. This is an opinion. It's not judgment. It's hard for me not because if I built all that stuff with a person. Right. 
there isn't possession. But there would be zero desire for me to watch them have sex with someone else. Even if it were just purely sex. I guess the the there's a correlation to sex in my mind at that point. It's like, well, we're doing this and we have this great relationship and right. we love each other so much and this deeply that if someone else is in that position, that means they have all the same things with this person, which They're, it doesn't, which it doesn't. But in my mind, right. that's the way it would read. And then yeah. that would I would not be able to sit with that. Uh-uh. And it clearly could just be straight up sex. It's like, I just want to watch you have sex with someone else, but I don't know what I would get out of that. Right. Unless I were playing into the idea that I love our dynamic so much and I were trying to prove something about it that I'm I'm so enlightened with this that I right. can allow you to do that. And that's, but, that's, then, but then that would just be you can go do it. I don't have to be present for it. Yeah, I, but I think the most extreme version of it, it would be it's like I'm also going to watch it. Right. I and, need to be a part of it. And I'm not going to get jealous. So you're right. Like I said earlier, the questioning that, that is out of the picture, I think, in this. That is, that it's just some, look at this great relationship that we have, and I am just able to allow you to enjoy life to the fullest. And to prove to you that that's the truth, I'm also going to watch it, and I'm never going to make you feel bad for it. Right. And I also want you to tell me that his is so much bigger than mine because I need to be humiliated also. Yeah. Then where the humiliation comes into play, I don't know. Right. It feels like it can be, it can also be done through dirty talk. It says at least on this list that I'm reading. (laughs) In what way? The humiliation? Well, the cuckolding, because it could be like, yeah, you can, I guess you can sort of role play, right? Not, not, in the sense of like dressing up and being anyway, but just like in dirty talk, like, yeah, you're a whore. Yeah, I'm a whore. Bleh. Yeah. So there's not really another person. Right. It's just the two people. But then, yeah, you fuck Dave at work. Yeah, I totally did on the desk. Yeah. Tell me about him. and the sm- He was so much better than you. You're a real piece of shit. Oh, I love it. <laughs> but then that's, is that not a power thing? Like meaning a per- powerful, per- powerful person wants to be knocked down. Oh, they're tired of always being the best. I'm so wonderful. Tell me what a piece of shit I am. Right. Like people who are in high powered business positions going to dominatrix or something. Yes. Yeah. Yes, mistress. Which you could <laughs> incorporate into your normal life and not just be a powerful asshole. I mean, if you had power, you could be careful with it. Obviously, this person doesn't understand or doesn't know a lot of the person we're making up, right? This business, high power business person probably doesn't understand a lot of subtlety or gray area, right? They're at work. They're this type of person. This is the only way to get things done. They got and where then, they were by shitting on people and stabbing people in the back and climbing over their corpses. Yes, that's right. And then I need my mistress to sh- literally shit on me. <laughs> yeah. Just operating in, in extremes at that point. Right. Let's go for it. Do you think there are people who like being shit on? But they want the person to eat specific foods beforehand. <laughs> so it can't just be whatever the like they have requests. I want no, you to eat. No, but then you're 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 a power bottom at that point. I want you to eat a, a medium rare prime rib and mashed potatoes. Then you're not a real bottom. I just want you to eat street. You're not submissive enough. If you're street telling tacos. The, the, 
If you're bossing around the dom with cilantro and radishes, you are no longer a sub. I want you to eat nothing but Gouda cheese for three days. And that's all that will come out. That's it? Only Gouda? Well, for three days. So you know, This poor dominatrix has like an intestinal disorder now because you're her client for 10 years and she's been eating way too much Gouda. She'd be constipated too, right? She's she would, up. but maybe he likes it. He doesn't like the cleanup after. He likes it to be pebbles, little, little rabbit pebbles. <laughs> I like the strain. I want to see you pop some blood vessels in the process. Oh, God. Oh. All right. There's someone on here that I feel like... um are kind of in the same vein, like electro stimulation. I yeah. feel like that's part of BDSM. It's just like another thing where it's like, really, we're, we're bringing more into this. I think you can just get very specific. So some person yeah. may not be into the full range of BDSM. Choking, high, tying down, all of that, I think, is all part of like bondage BDSM stuff. I mean, they're, if you look at the full list, they have compiled the list paraphilias is the term for them the psychological term okay. and it's things you know that you've heard before people with amputations people are into that uh-huh. mannequins and statues <gasps> what uh, being on stage or on camera i can see that one i, I don't exhibitionism i don't yeah i mean it falls into that but this is very specific exhibitionism could be we're going to do it in front of the window mm-hmm. so other people can see this is specific to, it is a breakdown. You're right. It falls into, I think it's a hierarchy of things, a tree. If you look, mm-hmm. it branches out. Um, I would never want to watch myself. I'm curious, but I know it doesn't look great. <laughs> but even if it didn't look bad, you know, your own self-perception is usually skewed a bit. Ugh, so. Yeah, and then you would only have in your head like, oh my God, I'm probably making that face right now. Well, I told you I saw the people across the way once having sex. We saw that. Well, you well, you did that was that one time. That was uh-huh. a window that was up a bit, so we couldn't see down into the apartment, but we did see it. We saw like top part of it. Yeah, we couldn't tell exactly what was going on. This was the apartment that was below, so I could see right into the window, right to the bed, saw the whole thing. <gasps> And just awesome. saw, no, it's not awesome. Yes, it is. Because I realized the guy is just a chimp pumping away. <laughs> His butt's in the air. It's going back and forth. Hips are gyrating. And then they switched and she got on top. But even then, I didn't yeah. stare at the whole thing. I just would glance for like 30 seconds. And then I'd go away. And then I'd come back and glance. I mean, I you know, may as well just stared. Who, who knows? Turn, yeah, who cares? Turn, turned off all the lights in the apartment because you can't see into a dark apartment if there's no light sure. from the inside and just stare, stood there. But in my mind, there would have been a silhouette of a figure. They'd look up and just see the silhouette there. Well, they were doing it in front of the window. Well, I mean, it was in the... They know people are above them. Apartments aren't big here, so they were actually on the far wall. That you yeah, but see. still, I feel like they must have known that, hey, this window is open and we just don't care. Yeah, and all the lights were on. Like it was, yeah. it wasn't even just here's a lamp because we want some light. It was just every overhead lights were on, and <laughs> there was no mood. Just this yeah. harsh blasting of uh, tungsten light from this old 1980s light fixture. Were they the kinds of bodies that you want to shed light on? They were normal bodies. They were probably yeah. good-looking people. All right. But it's still. It's like I'm watching this, and I see what it really looks like. Yeah. And I guess you can get that in porn sometimes, but it's also stylized yeah. at different angles. And it's I still... hate the close-ups <laughs> yeah, in I, porn. I, I'm with you. So gross. I don't know why people like that. You want to see the whole thing? No, yes. I, wanna, I, would, I would like to see it through like blurry 
<laughs> vision. <laughs> I just want to see movement sometimes. I'm surprised they don't have. I actually probably do, so I'm not going to say I'm surprised. Macro lens porn. Macro <laughs> lenses give you really fine detail of things close up, and yeah, yeah I'm surprised they're not. I'm into uh, electro electron microscope porn. Like, hey, well, it's a thing somewhere. Although the electron microscope shows you the particles, right? So yeah, you're like, ooh, that yeah. particle is on. These his are these person's particles. Penis. There, that's the. That's the penis particle. Look at it. <laughs> Look at it. That's penis skin Look electro. At it. Shaking. <laughs> okay, I want to ask you a question. Okay. When you think of Japan, mm-hmm. what kind of fetishes do they have? Eels. Yes. That's well, okay, first. eels. Okay, in what capacity are the eels? That's another thing up the butt. Do they go up their, well, not their butts. Someone, I'd seen it before. They put it up the butt. And kind of pooped him out. <laughs> Shot them out. Did he live? They were still alive. Okay, well, God bless them. It was a she. And there was a man there. Okay. What uh, else? So the eels always stick out to me. But that was real. That wasn't... Because when I think... Okay, when I think of... Oh, no, you go ahead. I'm going to let you finish. And then I'll tell you what I think. Uh, I mean, that's that's what pops into mind. Other than that, it's the uh, the subdued nature of their culture has not allowed them to express themselves in any healthy way. So a lot of the men, you know, are shying away from relationships with women. And a lot of the women are rejecting traditional relationships with men because uh-huh. even when women in Japan would start careers, the moment they got pregnant, it was done. Like you weren't going to go back to work. It was finished. Your role changed. And a lot of them are saying, fuck this. And so they're not getting involved. And the men are marrying pillows. Okay. So I also think about that. The pillows. Okay. Um, I think immediately of uh, uh, not eels, but those many like uh, octopus arms with penises sometimes, or maybe not even, (laughs) but like they're attacking some woman and they rip her clothes off. And then she's like penetrated lots of ways with weird tentacle monster. Where are you seeing this? I've seen it. I mean, it's obviously not real. Is this no, anime? No, it's a Japan. Yeah, it's anime. Yeah. Hentai. Yeah. So there's anime ones. Yes. Those are crazy. And they're usually, they usually have to do with something like an uh, older man is tricking a girl into trusting him or just being alone with him. And then he like is actually a demon monster or something. And he like, he like grows into something gross and then holds her down and then like totally rapes her i don't understand why well i guess i kind of do understand i feel like a lot of their oh okay the other thing i was thinking of for japan was um those ropes there's a rope culture sexy culture there it's called shibari the beauty of tight binding (laughs) or maybe that's kink is it, so this is sexual. I know that there's like foot binding and stuff that happens. Right? Oh, that's the past though, right? That's like. Yeah, but that, you know, does it come out of something like that? Is I don't this, know. Is this binding something that is done over the long period of a time and it transforms a person's body or is it just temporary no. binding? That's it's just temporary. It's ropes. Have you seen those like Japanese knots well, yeah. tied I, up ladies in different ways? Yes. It's that. So I think of, okay, so Sure. Eels, tentacle penis monster, and then tying them up. It all means that these women 
are totally helpless. It seems like Japanese women don't have the ability to be sexual. And this is only through porn. I don't know how real life people are, Japanese people are doing it. But in any porn that you watch with even real life people, the girl, the women always sound like they're like sad. <laughs> you know, they're like, uh, uh, they're like crying. I don't know. I think that is, I mean, they're, that is the way women were viewed. They're very passive in yeah, that culture very for passive, quite a yeah. long time. And that's starting to change. It's also reflected in the birth rate going backwards. Like they're losing population right now, which I find to be very interesting. Mm -hmm. Whereas most countries are still gaining population. But I think it's because of that, that has existed. Women were viewed in that way. And now it's finally, they've had enough of that and it's starting to shift, but it's manifesting in these very weird ways. And all of the, like the tentacles and the eels are all stand-ins for penises because yeah. you watch the porn there and the penis is still pixelated and there's a shame around. I, it's very... Is it the pubic hair that's mostly the pen, the um, pixelated part? That's the whole thing. Yeah. I, and I don't know why that law was passed, but it yeah, was... And the craziest things are happening. I mean, pornography on regular TV. Yeah, and then there's... You go to Tokyo, there's all these love hotels which are made solely for people having sex that the government is promoting at this point because they want people to start having sex again. Mm -hmm. Like, go do this here. And they, it's the society that is, you know, it's not an oppressive government per se. It's a, the society that has oppressed themselves. And I find it to be very interesting. Mm -hmm. And there are things, you know, when I went over that, I love because people are respectful it's very clean, despite the fact there's no trash cans anywhere. You wait for the train, and you're waiting for the subway, and whoever was there first gets on first. You're not pushing to get on. You line up. But living in that constantly, like if that's mm -hmm. your whole life, I can see. It's like, well, yeah, that's a lot to take on. Right. Never, always feeling <clears throat> nervous to make a mistake or insulting or... Well, yeah, when you go into a place, a store, restaurant, and you can't speak Japanese... They seem apologetic that they can't speak English if they can't. Right. I was like, no, no, stop this. This is your country. I should be speaking your language, and I tried the best I could, but, you know, I should be holding the embarrassment. Right. I hate, like, that part I hate about it. Well, the other downside is also um, that Chikan thing. Have you seen, know about Chikan? Fill me in. It's, um, you're supposed, it means, I don't know what it means, but it's something you're supposed to say or something that someone has called when they molest you on the train. You're supposed to yell that out. Either that or they're called a Chikan. I'm not sure. But because of the, um, I don't want to be the nail that sticks out that gets hammered down culture, right? They, they will get groped or touched or whatever on a train. And they won't say anything because they don't want to cause trouble. Yeah. And and so know, there's like posters apparently or like ads in the trains that say something about like Chicon. Yeah. If it's not one of those cars that are designated solely for women. If you get. Oh, really? Them, they do have those. Yeah. Uh, because it's become a problem. It's a problem anywhere because men are fucking gross. I mean, here in New York, when I first moved here, the announcement on the train was still somewhat polite. A crowded train is not an excuse for an improper touch. It's like, wait, that's really downplaying what's happening if someone's yeah, being yeah. groped. And yeah. I forget what the new wording is, but it's been updated. It's a little more direct and representative of really how inappropriate and like just you should be shunned and shamed. Mm -hmm. It is. Before it's like, oh, that's an inappropriate touch. It's like, yeah, that person just grabbed your ass. Right. 
And or worse. And it does. I stand on the train if it's a crowded train with my hands close to my side if and like cheating towards the front of me. Yeah. I just stand as thin as possible. And if someone gets touched and they look around, they're going to know immediately. Wasn't me. There was a time, though, I was holding on to the pole and crowded train. And this woman got smashed into me. And her boobs were smashing up against my hand. Oh. And then I was like, well, I, if now I, you can't move them. If I move it, then it seems like I'm trying to get a feel. I'm already yeah. feeling them, but it's, so I just had to wait that one out. <laughs> yeah, could you say to her, like, I'm sorry, excuse me? No. I mean, no. I guess I could have if it was, I, mean, I can't say it was bothering me. <laughs> the only reason it was bothering me was I was just worried that she would think that I was taking yeah. advantage. You couldn't even enjoy it. I didn't mind. You were too worried. I didn't mind, per se. Yeah. Personally. But, you know, getting back to fetishes, it was long believed that it was mostly men who had fetishes. I mean, that's been disproven a bit. I think that's Mm -hmm. just because women were told not to express themselves sexually in any way. (laughs) It's like, no, don't. Um, But I'd be interested. There's so many. Like, even just pulling up a list here. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't even want to talk about like the ones that are into enemas, stuff like that. Yeah, there's so many stuffed toy animals, inflicting pain, which we've already kind of talked about. Uh, body piercings about- and tattoos, muscles and displays of strength. I'm curious though, how how many of the really weird ones that are uh, pushing some kind of dominance or even submission or pain or whatever against women come from men. Like feet, for example, is a harmless one. Okay, and then a lot of men are into feet. Feet apparently. So you're saying ones where the men are subjected? Just in in general, uh, the ones that are a little more extreme and uh, require the other person to relent a lot in some mm-hmm. way. This is just me liking to blame men for things because I sure. think that they're dirty, filthy animals. So are you saying you want more like female worship fetish? That could be a nice one. Yeah. I mean, what's I don't know full blown worship? How about just be well, nice? <laughs> that's a, that's a, I know. So I was looking this stuff up and I was I realized that female worship was really just like making sure she's taken care of sexually yeah. and not like, That shouldn't even be a fetish, I don't know. Right. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> should just be a thing. Yeah. Uh, that's just that just seems like it should be normal. I mean I mentioned feet. Apparently fi- over fifty percent, just over fifty percent of fetish is feet. Yeah, feet are so big and not I mean, there's different categories, right? Because maybe you like a stinky foot, like go run around in these shoes without socks and then come back to me and I want to put your sweaty foot in my mouth. Or there's ones like I like them all bound up in, in stockings. Urip my stockings. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to feet. Someone's like, let's do this foot thing. Like, all right, I'll try that. Yeah. It happened to me once and I wasn't it wasn't like sec it wasn't like a foot fetish person or anything they just like were checking out my feet and doing things to them i was like this is nice but it wasn't like sexual just felt really good see but the ratio that we have these stories it's like are these all different people that you know well i'm just two, two different people all right two okay i i was just thinking I was like, you've come across it a lot more than i have mm. and uh kind of trying to illustrate my point it's, like, it's the filthy men it's nasty <laughs> dudes yeah. which i whatever i don't want to shame anyone again if both people are into it no one's actually being hurt no yeah then it's fine 
Though, if you ask and the person says no, then sorry, it's done for you. If you someone asks you, okay, this is harmless. If someone asks you to pee on them. Is it their in place? In a contained place in a shower. I don't mean on a bed. Would you be okay with them being into that? Or would that take you out of it? I mean, I guess I would try. Like, let's get in the shower. I just wouldn't. I I wouldn't want it to become a thing. If it was the only thing, like if this mm-hmm. has to happen or nothing, we're not going to have good sex. It's like, uh, okay, well, I don't know if, if like, you want to do this here and there? Sure. I yeah. guess. I'll try it. I wouldn't poop on anyone. Oh, no. Never. Would you let someone put something in your butt? I don't want it. Yeah. So, no. Even if they wanted to. No. Because yeah. I don't want it. No, thank you. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, your butt. I don't understand. I've even I've heard the butt described like this. It's real tight, but then it's open, really open on the inside. <laughs> so it's like putting your finger inside a balloon. <laughs> so I don't even understand what the good thing about that is. Yeah, and the the tightness. Sometimes it's about power too. Sometimes it's about like this person is I'm I'm getting to do this to this person. Yeah, the tightness. I've never had problems with tightness elsewhere. So yeah, <laughs> just, it's like, okay. Yeah, it's fine. No, no. Something I did notice was that um, the I looked up some of the um, top fetishes for different countries, and it seemed like Japan's were a lot about restraining women and the United States and Britain were about I'm going to say hurting and I don't mean hurting but like pain whipping uh, spanking Britain's really into spanking which seems appropriate doesn't that just feel right yeah that, yeah shows up You've more quite a notch again sh- yeah that skin turns a little more red than other people <laughs> I, I, think, I think people like that reaction Oh yeah, I have seen that in a porn. Like my pasty skin looks so sad. Yeah, that takes me out of him. Like that looks like it hurts. Does hurt. I don't want to. No, that's too. That looks too painful. <laughs> Look at those capillaries bursting. Yes, the capillary. Now, the reason why a little bit of a spank, or like a little bit, yeah, a, a spank on the butt, I think is supposed to, uh, um, biologically or whatever, feel good, is because it sends signals to your like it's your I don't know something about your clitoris I don't know something about that is supposed like the pain receptor the pain and pleasure uh thing are very closely related and so it's translating into that but when it turns into actual pain I don't understand why that is something you want like really hurt me without actually having done it or experiencing that, I don't think we can understand it. I guess not. So, it's it's hard to talk about. Meaning because I've tried to understand it. Mm-hmm. But I can only go so far with it. Why do you think that in the United States and Britain, we're hurting women more? Because a lot of the other places were like, Greece is just having the most sex. I think... Uh, it was Germany. Yeah, Germany was, I think, dirty talk. 
they did the most dirty talk. Okay. Um, Australia said, uh, has the largest number of yes answers to the question, do you have a pair of handcuffs on the bedside table? <laughs> and Canadians enjoy dominant and submissive relationships with all, which also makes sense for them, right? Because there's a lot of politeness going on. So we need to have like these hard and fast lines of who I am, who you are. Yeah. I wonder in, I mean, there's other Western cultures that I think uh, subscribe to this, but in the United States, it's a lot of, pent-up frustration men are taught to not be expressive and mm -hmm. that their feelings are bad and to put them away and you know when women are those things it's like shut up of course you're being a woman i don't know if it's born out of there somewhere hmm. um inflicting physical pain i i mean what leads you to want to hurt someone else the things that i think about are when someone's just not taking other people into account that's where it comes from me i don't see that would apply to wanting to uh <laughs> yeah. transfer that to sex in the bedroom like if mm -hmm. i'm on the train and someone's blasting their music that nobody wants to hear i want to break their knee if they're blocking the door when they shouldn't be standing there for the subway when it opens and not even turning their body it's like yep i'm here i don't give a shit i want to bust their knee mm -hmm. you know if someone says something nasty to someone else that's unwarranted i want to break their knee but uh yeah so it's for me the only time i think about violence is when i see someone acting like they're the only person in existence so i can't really speak to why someone would want to inflict violence onto their sexual partner nah, i think violence is the wrong word when it comes to that violence is an emotional sort of response i think these people are well it's i think what i was trying to say is Emotions are suppressed and maybe in, in anger is one of the easiest emotions, one of the most um, basic emotions. And it's, you know, all this pent up mm. feeling from over the years and we just manifest as anger. Sure. And I'm not saying that people are going in like completely angrily beating people up. No. But. Oh, but there are those ones where like they're. Uh... Oh, all right, all right. Okay. I'm thinking of a couple of things. One where people now this is not fetish. That's just dumb porn. Porn is different than just fetish, right? I feel like what you're, what you might be looking at is different than what you're actually doing. Cause people are not actually, you know, getting their, I guess that's, that'd be a role play thing. Like getting their girlfriend in a van and then having sex with them promising them money and then abandoning them somewhere in the enemy. like that's not really happening so i'm sort of i'm sort of conflating the two but i guess if you have a sexual fetish that you use porn to fulfill is it then still a fetish i mean it's representative yeah and i don't know if it's reactionary or proactive like do they pick up on what they hear is popular amongst people and then they make porn or do they set the standard sometimes like we invented this thing and now people are starting to like it right or it's uh they're using pornography too much and getting desensitized and getting more and more intense different weird things i mean that could certainly be a thing i could see that it's like i watch this now i need more and more and more kind yeah. of like a 
you know, a drug addiction where the mm-hmm. same amounts just not working the same for you anymore. Well, think about when you were a kid and you saw a little bit of nudity. It was like, you know, and now, yeah, you see a boob, no big deal. Yeah. Oh, well, there's that again. Yeah. I watched Game of Thrones. I'm not like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's another one. I guess I'm, rape is now fine because lots of rape on Game of Thrones. No biggie. I mean, that's a <laughs> fetish in itself. Yeah. Which is not one I could get into. Mm-mm. I was about to say to help wrap this up, I, I would be open more so at this point in my life than I have been in the past for trying things as someone introduced it. There really isn't anything I secretly want myself. So uh, I don't see that. I I don't know. There isn't. I'm just trying to think. Now I want there to be something. Yeah. It's like, why isn't there? <laughs> Maybe, but, you know, I would be open. But there's certain things like that I can never get to. I would. Maybe see. you're into female worship, and that's your thing. Yeah. Because like Pas- that just feels normal. Passion HD is a nice sight. <gasps> it is a nice sight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what that is. That's, that's, that's nice to watch. Yeah. There was a time when I was pregnant. I didn't want to see any, like, actual sex. I was only looking at lesbians making out. That's all I cared about. <laughs> everything else was too intense. It was too intense. Yeah, it was like, oh, everything was gross. It was like, oh, that's gross. Yeah. I just need to see like nice, pretty people kissing. That's all I needed. I wonder what the shift in your chemicals was yeah. that caused that. Mm-hmm. It was too gross. Everything was gross. Well, a lot of things were gross too when I was pregnant. Um, uh, I noticed that food commercials would show food really close up and that made me so sick. You know, like pizza commercials, they're like focused so close into those pizza slices, you know, the cheese <laughs> pulling apart or like, you know, any fast food or something. They would just show things really close. It was so gross. Yeah. But because those are really gross, if you think about them, that close yeah. up of the pizza and the fake cheese, the, you know, and the food stylists go in there and none of it's actually food. And yeah. <laughs> it's motor oil yeah. on top of your pancakes and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you're just seeing things for, uh, for what they actually are. Yeah. At that point. Like this is disgusting. It is. <laughs> Food commercials <laughs> in general are pretty disgusting. Any I would up. get I would get really grossed out too thinking about people in restaurants all chewing and eating. Things were weird with me and food when I was pregnant. Gross. Well, again, that's a gross thing. Yeah. Everybody just <laughs> gross. And then you know how people when you see them and they're slowed down and they eat something and they like uh, they stick their tongue out really far when they I feel like I don't do that, but I must. You know, when you when you take a bite of something, I don't think I do that. You just like. Arc. I'm trying to bite this pen to see the way this plays out, but now I'm thinking about it too much, so I can't say. For I know. Sure. That's what I'm saying. I I'm very sure I don't do that, but I must. If everyone is doing that, it must just be a way you do it. We'll take you a video of it. you, high okay. frame rate. So you need can... to you need to secretly film me. <laughs> yeah, there's the fetish. <laughs> secretly filming Autumn eat. Mm-hmm. It's only, it's very, very specific yeah. to you eating. Oh, before we go, I need to mention that I was part of a fetish that I didn't mean to be when I did my shower videos on YouTube. Yeah, you're shogging. Yes, my shogging. Or is it schlogging? Thank you for calling it the right I thing. I got it right, damn it. <laughs> I wanted to get it the wrong it thing. It felt really good. Like you really knew me. <laughs> well, I liked calling it the wrong thing for so long. I know. And the fact that you did it made me feel like, oh, we have a new connection. Nope. Just kidding. He messed up. Um, uh, we have enough they... connections. What's that? And so we have enough connections. That's we don't true. need that Do one. Do we need more? <laughs> um, so 
I was to me, I'm just someone showering from, you know, the clavicle up uh, and I'm washing my hair. I'm talking while I'm showering. No big deal. And I'm getting tons of views. I have like over a million something views on some of these. And I, I know it can't be because I'm so talented. I never thought for one minute, I was like, people are just interested. I was like, what is happening? And it turns out that my videos were being shared on different message boards for people who are into shampooing. So along with my video were just like instructional videos from hair salons of how to like give people massages on their head and there'd be a lot of foam. So they were really into the foam. They would send me requests to get in the shower with my clothes on or to get in a tub with my clothes on and it didn't have to be like oh I can see through your shirt kind of thing it would just be the wet clothes on my skin is what they wanted stuff like that just think of the number of people who jerked it to you I know maybe a lot I really don't care I know I'm supposed to be like no I'm not saying oh, you're no, supposed to be horrible uh, you're not supposed to recoil and just they're just stating the fact if somebody told me that was that had a foot fetish that said my feet were perfect, I'd be taking pictures selling those bitches all over the place. I don't yeah. care. Make I'm not going to do anything. It. I'm not going to like stick my toe in your butt or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take a picture of my foot. I don't know with enough money. Where's the line? The line gets uh, pushed. If there's enough money, your integrity yeah. can be bought. That's me. All about the money. Sticking that big toe up the butt. How many times Bloop. did we bring this up today? Yep. Put my put my toe in your balloon knot. That all ties to this weird childhood thing. One of Freud's uh, stages of development. It's like the anal phase where you just kids hold in their poop. They like oh. holding in their poop for as long as they can. I don't know what that's representative of because I'm not well versed enough on it to speak to you know the deepness of it. And the but you were a child. Did you have a time when you were? Yeah. There was interested a, in holding in your poop there was a time it's like right i forget what age but you're already potty trained and you know you're aware and it's like all right i'm just gonna i gotta go i'm gonna hold this i'm gonna hold this i feel like mine was more about pee than poop yeah maybe maybe it's kind of the same thing ellie does that i'm always she's always like rocking in her chair i'm like go potty she's like i don't need to go well, yes you fucking do just holding it yeah she's holding it it's a she's stage it. of development so maybe I need to make sure I don't shame her during this portion or she'll end up pooping on people as she grows up. Yeah, she'll want toes in her butt. <laughs> Godspeed, Ellie, as long as you're both consenting. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you for listening to One Topic. I hope uh, this was not too... <laughs> don't apologize for right? our shows. Don't. You just, you know, there's no need for that. Just say, thanks for listening. This was thanks our episode. Uh like and subscribe and share rate us review us share us please tell your friends hey i know this great podcast that talks about butts you're gonna love it and um go to hoffandpepper.com and use our code one topic 15 for 15 percent off you'll hear the commercial after that yeah don't give it don't give the double plug all right sorry sorry i'm being very really criticized yeah i know i don't know why i just want the best i just want i just want you to be your best shut up be the best you that you can be Cover me in pee. Hey, Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. 
I'm looking for a local sauce without any additives or extracts. A company that uses local pepper so it's as fresh as possible. And a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what, let's say no more than five ingredients. Maybe even, and I mean, it's crazy, but there's gotta be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses Five ingredients, what? zero fillers, huh? additives, or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hop Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana-style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no. Tell me, please, now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code 1TOPIC15. Hold on. That's... Yes. Get a pen and paper. One. Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>